0: You are listening to Daily Discoveries, and this is Oscar.
1: And this is Sanjana. This is the podcast where we discuss scientific articles weekly from the science section of The Daily. So in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about an article I found about biological aging and Oscar is going to be talking about an article about sustainable electronics. So in an article from Science Daily called Stop the Clocks, Brisk Walking May Slow Biological Aging Process, a study with over 400,000 adults showed that there was a correlation between walking pace and leukocyte telomere length, which is the indicator of biological age. And researchers found that participants with a faster walking pace were more likely to have longer telomeres. So telomeres are located at the end of your chromosomes and they contain sequences of DNA that protect the chromosome from being damaged. Um, It's very similar to the cap at the end of your shoelace that stops it from being unraveled. And telomeres become shorter every time a cell divides until they become so short the cell can't divide anymore. And this is why scientists use telomeres as a marker for biological age. When the cells that can no longer divide add up, it is usually associated with age-related diseases. While the benefits of walking are well-known, this is one of the first studies that compared data with walking speed, which were measured by activity tracking devices worn by the participants. Previous studies were inconsistent with finding an association between telomere length and physical activity. The results of the study show that those with slower walking speeds could be identified as individuals with a higher risk of chronic disease or unhealthy aging. And also increasing the walking pace could be used as an intervention to lower the risk of these diseases. However, the study does not show that telomere length affects the walking pace and that walking pace actually leads to better health. And this is strictly limited to the effects on biological age of your cells.
0: That's an interesting study. I wonder what made them think of making this connection the only thing I was thinking of when you were talking about this was whether the reason that walking pace and telomere length are related is because maybe people that tend to be healthier individuals have a faster walking pace, and maybe therefore their telomere length is longer, rather than the actual walking pace having anything to do with the telomere length.
1: Yeah. um, It doesn't say that people with, like longer telomeres or shorter telomeres have a different walking pace this is just like a correlation they found um it's not like one thing causes the other or anything but yeah it's an interesting relationship it definitely is
0: and was it very concrete or was it kind of just like there was some correlation but not a crazy amount
1: um they didn't mention like the specifics of like the data like differences Mm
0: -hmm. that's interesting as we were talking about Or you were talking about aging of skin cells last week. Yeah. And maybe we should have talked about this article then. (laughs) But also, I think it's pretty interesting because I I think I mentioned telomeres last week. Now we're talking about how they actually do relate to aging.
1: Yeah, you mentioned telomeres last week, but they didn't mention it in the article as something that they were measuring in order to indicate biological age. But in this one, that is... And I wonder, it might be... Because they don't have much information about like telomere length and relationships since they did talk about how previous studies were kind of inconsistent when it comes to finding relationships with telomere length Mm -hmm. and physical activity.
0: Okay. So maybe it's a hard trait to characterize or a hard trait to track.
1: Maybe. Over a long period of time. Yeah. And they also mentioned that those that walk faster had like 20 years greater life expectancy than slow walkers too.
0: Interesting. I don't know
1: if this is like, this is probably like an average or something. They didn't mention it anywhere else, but that's what they said.
0: Right. And that, may, that brings me back to the question yeah. that I was thinking about earlier, whether yeah. it's just that healthier individuals tend to walk faster.
1: I think that's what it is because they were right. talking about, like I mentioned that using a walking, like increasing your walking pace as an intervention for these age-related diseases which just sounds like doing more exercise helps your health. Sorry. Exactly.
0: So it is almost like an exercise thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's very cool. But I am going to transition us to a slightly different topic, but also something that we could have related to an article that we spoke about last week. <laughs> so maybe we should have split these into two separate episodes. But I saw this article in UW News and I thought it was very interesting and I thought I would share it with our listeners. So this article came out of UW News, as I mentioned, and it introduces us to a very innovative and forward-thinking study done in the UW College of Engineering. So this study's goal is to create electronics that are earth-friendly. And this is because of the tons of different heavy metals found in most electronics, from smartphones to kitchen appliances, that when disposed of as waste are toxic to our environment and ecosystem health. And obviously with the growing use of electronics and declining prices, e-waste as they call it, is becoming a major problem and actually the fastest growing waste stream globally. And it seems that we are not able to deal with the waste very effectively because most of the waste is incinerated, which is bad for the environment, pile up in landfills, which is also bad for the environment, or ship to lower-income countries, which is obviously also bad for the environment and very unfair. So there are three UW engineers that are in slightly different groups, but they've all been working on engineering examples of electronics, or they've been engineering examples of electronics that are more environmentally friendly, and one of the researcher's name is Vikram Ayer, and he has created a computer mouse that has a biodegradable case and circuit board. Another group member from a different group is named Anurud Vashith, and he created a synthetic material that can be recycled and reused indefinitely, more effective than plastic, whose recycling process is not perfect at the moment. And then a third engineer, Elephtheria rumeli used as biological materials like seaweed or algae and engineers them into a sort of plastic that can then be used for other useful purposes such as 3D printing. And so UW News actually went out and interviewed all these guys and in celebration of Earth Day, they asked them some interesting questions about their research as it obviously is Purposed towards sustainability. And when asked what they prioritize in their projects, Vikram responded that the reducing impact of e waste on the environment was one of them, obviously, but also not compromising performance just because something is sustainable, which is why they made the mouse compatible with any computer. Then they talked about the design of the mouse, which required quite a bit of of outside-of-the-box thinking due to the creative solutions that they had come up with to make the product more environmentally friendly. They actually worked with someone from Microsoft and the Paul Allen School for Computer Science at UW to design this mouse. And some things that they took into account when designing this mouse was that they used as few silicon chips as possible because the manufacturing of silicon chips is associated with 80% of carbon emissions of manufacturing electronics. The board that usually holds and connects the chips is is usually a toxic flame retardant. However, they went with a more biodegradable flax fiber. And the chips that they did use were reprogrammable so that they could be reused once the mouse was no longer of use for anyone. Also, they also figured out what their environmental impact was at each stage of the manufacturing process so that they could improve on the steps that were particularly wasteful or not as environmentally friendly as they would have hoped. Obviously, this is just the start to their research in this field, but... In the future, they hope to make every component of the electronic device reusable or recyclable. One of the coolest parts, in my opinion, about this biodegradable mouse is that it dissolves in water, at least most of it. So it dissolves in hot water after 10 minutes-ish, and then the chips and circuit traces are left, which can be filtered out. Or then the question, obviously, it was brought up about the concern that these products may not be as durable due to the sustainable materials used, like they dissolve. However, there are other ways to make the mouse more durable if that is what you want. For example, if you want it to be water resistant, Vicker mentioned that a film found naturally on the outer skeleton of shellfish can be used to protect the mouse from water. The case of the mouse could also be made out of a completely different material called polyactic acid, which is commonly used in biodegradable forks and is actually a becoming a very popular plastic replaceable or replaceable plastic. Then Eleftheria, who is from another group, then talks about how he uses biological naturally occurring materials to make usually environmentally unfriendly products that are now sustainable. For example, he's made ink from blue-green algae with and without cellulose, a naturally occurring polymer, which is 100% compostable in regular soil and doesn't even need special facilities to compost this ink, which ink is usually very toxic and hard to get rid of. And so they're not only working on materials that are made out of biological components, but are also... Materials that are mostly polymers, such as plastics, but they're working on making them more recyclable like many times over Which is a huge problem with plastic because most of the plastic we use doesn't actually get recycled Slash when it is recycled. It's not very good the second time around So yeah,
1: that's really interesting. I just had a question. What do we use ink for besides like putting it in like pens?
0: I mean printing everything
1: oh wouldn't that just be considered like paper or does the ink matter I mean the ink
0: itself is from it's like created unsustainable it's like toxic chemicals because like I know
1: we like recycle all this paper so no
0: yeah I know what you mean Yeah. yeah um it's a good question actually and they didn't mention it in this but they just mentioned that ink as a waste itself could be pretty toxic
1: but yeah, I find it really interesting that they found a way to make electronics more sustainable. Cause I always think, you know, what happens when your like computer stops working and it's like too old to fix? Like, what do you do with it? Exactly. Like, how do you dispose of like all the parts? And like, maybe some of it could be re- reusable, but you don't know what to like do with them. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's yeah. exactly what this study is all about. They're thinking about all this electronic waste that is now piling up all over the place. And it's all these rare earth metals that we can't really get rid of, at least not with just regular trash or a regular waste where we just pile everything and burn it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, either we have to come up with a solution to get rid of this e-waste, or I think we should do both. We should have to get rid of all this e-waste that we produced. And then we have to create better electronics that are easily
1: mm-hmm.
0: more either reused or yeah compostable or whatever
1: is it more expensive to make these biodegradable electronics they mentioned that
0: so i think no they didn't really talk about price um, which is interesting because that's obviously a very good question yeah. but they they were working with a group in microsoft to design something that's obviously along the steps is as sustainable as possible but also as efficient as possible. So I think mm-hmm. what they meant by that is not wasting money on unnecessary steps or yeah, jumping through loops if they can.
1: I was just thinking, like, you know the biodegradable like mouse you were mentioning? Mm-hmm. What if you like accidentally poured coffee on it? Would it just like start degrading?
0: Uh it <laughs> says up to ten minutes in hot water, but yeah, that's that could be. If you're worried about that, though, you mm-hmm. can just use the, the shellfish exoskeleton that he was talking about. But I think it's still pretty cool that, yeah, you can just dissolve it in water if you have to. Mm-hmm. Or that could be a good way, too.
1: And I wonder, like, how does it look like? Like, it probably doesn't... The mouse? Look. Yeah.
0: There there are actually pictures in the article.
1: Oh, like, even, like, the shellfish one, too?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Does- I mean, that's probably just clear okay like you just put it on the outside of the i just
1: wanted does it just look like a normal mouse
0: it looks like 3d printed kind of
1: oh yeah oh i see it yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah one of the the coolest parts is that the i think the hardest part is making the circuit board um completely sustainable and obviously they didn't make it completely sustainable there's still
1: yeah, they just chips said, on it Yeah, they said you could like filter out the chips and i wonder if you can like I don't know, reuse them or something. Well, that's what
0: they did. So they yeah. used reusable chips that mm-hmm. can be reprogrammed for a completely different use or something else. Because apparently making microchips is, requires a lot of energy, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Because you probably need these huge robots that mm-hmm. put it together. I'm not really sure. It's not my field of expertise. Yeah,
1: they would probably have to find a way to collect them. Maybe like how they like collect batteries. They can like collect those chips.
0: Right. People can dissolve it in yeah. hot water and then put it in some... A specific waste bin yeah mm-hmm. but for obviously for this to be more effective and more sustainable i think there also has to be a very organized waste system has to be set up like i know mm-hmm. some countries are a lot better at recycling than others mm-hmm. such as i think norway i saw somewhere maybe has i think it has around 97 percent of its plastic is recycled
1: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe it's it's plastic bottles either way it's something like that and it's crazy numbers compared to U.S., which is... I don't know how low it is, but it's... Yeah,
1: but it's also, like, consumer behavior. Sometimes people don't know if you can, like, recycle something or not. Exactly. And so, we'll <laughs> yeah. put it in the trash if they don't know.
0: Yeah. And I can think of an example. Here at UW, they obviously use a lot of compostable paper and stuff like that in the dining okay. halls. And compostable forks, like I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, made mm-hmm. out of this um, polyactic acid, which LF theory actually used in other products as well, but... Mm-hmm. I see people putting that stuff in the trash, and then it becomes, it's not like it can be recycled then anymore. Now it's just regular trash. Yeah. And, or the even worse, people mixing this compostable, I don't know, carton box that they had the food in, and then putting non-compostable stuff with it into yeah. the compost
1: Also, bin. like, if you fill it, if it has food in it, and then they put it in the recycling. Like, how's that? <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's why they make it compostable.
1: Yeah, right? they made most. Of I know, it I know, but yeah. people are putting it in the recycling, so because they don't know which one to put it in. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think for in order for this whole system yeah. to work, I think we have to learn what I think a lot of more emphasis has to be put on mm-hmm. recycling things the right way, and people have to learn at an early age how mm-hmm. to recycle properly. I think
1: they just need to like put it on there, like big letters.
0: I think they do, though. <laughs> they do. They really have. They have pictures for you. Exactly. Yeah, I know, they
1: what have goes where? And they have
0: like items. But exactly, but it's. I guess it takes like, too write much effort. it on the
1: box, like saying, "Please put this in the compost," and like big bold. Yeah, like
0: compost <laughs> written across it. Yeah. Yeah, that would make it look cool. Yeah, I mean, I think. What else can you really do other than make it compostable or make it recyclable?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I think these guys definitely have the right idea with coming up, and I think something really important that Vikram mentioned was that he does not want to compromise the function for sustainability. Because if he's going to make a mouse, it better be as good as a a regular mouse, because then otherwise people aren't going to buy this probably more expensive mouse that is now biodegradable. So if we're going to make products that replace the products that we use now, they have to be just as good or better.
1: Have you also seen like the edible cutlery? No. Where it's like spoons, and after you use it, you can eat it.
0: I mean, what? What <laughs> is it made out of?
1: Uh, I don't think it'll taste very good.
0: But so I assume they're compostable if they're edible.
1: Uh, yeah. If this, they can they use it for like soup, and then there's edible soup bowls. After it's like you know like bread bowls, except it's like edible. It looks like this. This is what they look like.
0: It's, it looks like wood.
1: But you can eat it.
0: But it's edible. Yeah. I mean, that's great. But then what if you accidentally eat it when you're use? I guess you wouldn't do that, but...
1: Uh, it looks like it's hard enough that you would. Yeah, then
0: how would you eat it once you want to eat it?
1: Like, just bite into it.
0: But then wouldn't it be brittle already if, it's, if you're able to... I don't, I don't know, know.
1: Okay, I didn't make it, but I'm just saying. It's I know. It's,
0: I'm happy you mentioned it because I've never heard of that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well... I think that's all we have for today. Okay, that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to Daily Discoveries.